broadcasting five days a week to make common sense common again. This is The Ron Show on America One Radio. Glad to have Commissioner Ted Terry joining us. Uh, Ted, thanks for uh, for making the time to join us uh, from DeKalb County. And uh, were you as surprised as I, I think I was in the real when I was watching the press conference yesterday between Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens and CEO Michael Thurman that you were invoked in what sounded like almost uh, an endorsement on your part of the compromise solution uh, with the Atlanta Police Training Facility. Yes, that's right. Hey, Ron, uh, good to be here and greetings from DeKalb County, um, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we heard kind of maybe about a week ago that some agreement was being hashed out. Uh, you know, I'm a commissioner that represents the the, the literal area that is being developed mm-hmm. and have constituents that, you know, live and work and, you know, recreate near the site. And so, you know, I've been working from behind the scenes for really months now to try to get more information, to try to get more sort of details about what this sort of, you know, this uh, compromise, you know, bargain MOU was about. And I learned when the public learned that this had been announced. Uh, we were sent an email about two hours before the press conference was held. I had to change my schedule. I had I got things going on at the county commission. It's a full-time job. Mm. Um, and went over to City Hall to listen to the press conference for the first time. And you're right. I, my name was mentioned, and I was a little confused by that because I can honestly and test, you know, and, and very forthrightly say that I have um, been either ignored or excluded from most, if not all, of the negotiations and conversations and efforts uh, to reach consensus uh, when it comes to the development and how this site looks in the future. And it's my understanding that last summer, someone representing uh, your area of DeKalb County actually sat on like a like a like a community advisory board of some sort. And she was like an environmental engineer. I mean, this is an important voice to to be involved in this, and she was somehow summarily dismissed without much reason given. Am I am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's probably where things began to kind of go sideways. And I think you know, I to me, I view it as you know a moment that created even more distrust uh, to the public at large. Because if you all, if you go back two years under the previous mayor, uh, the announcement of this training center uh, using, you know, 180 plus acres of that 300 acre plot of land you know, in Southwest DeKalb owned by the city of Atlanta, it was announced to the public at the same, you know, I, we learned about it as commissioners at the same time as the mayor at the time announced it. And mm-hmm. so back then, you know, a lot of neighbors were very shocked because they came to find out that all of this had been worked out behind closed doors. And then they released this great plan uh, without any consultation with the neighbors or the elected officials. And so it was actually my idea, Ron, uh, to form this citizen advisory committee because I knew that the site plan uh, and how the site plan actually developed and was, you know, sort of articulated, that is the ultimate. Um, you know, uh, sort of uh, document that neighbors and residents can know truthfully what's actually going to be developed there. Mm. And the site plan started off with just some nice little pictures and drawings. Oh, and they always look nice. Things. They do always look you nice. Know, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, tree, there's trees and trails and, you know, CGI people walking and having picnics in the park. And you right. know, always, they always look very great. And so I, I pushed for the Citizen Advisory Committee. Um, thankfully, the police foundation, the city of Atlanta said, that's a great idea. 
Now, uh, one thing I'll note is that they made the committee uh, a 50-50 committee, half people from Atlanta, mm. half from DeKalb. Now, keep in mind, this, this development project is entirely in, this, in DeKalb County. And outside city and limits. Outside of yes, outside of city limits, and so you know, I mean, just imagine if DeKalb County, if the roles were reversed, right. and we wanted to do a major development project in Atlanta, do you think that leaders in Atlanta, neighbors in Atlanta, would say, "Yeah, we'll just take half of the the representation, and give it to another jurisdiction, and make that committee a somewhat binding committee?" Even though they said it wasn't binding, it was just advisory. Right. But you know, I, I was trying to be diplomatic and and sort of just you know, kind of. You know, work the system, right? Work the system to to benefit the the environment, the neighbors, um, a lot of the concerns I heard from my constituents. Uh, and so I was informed when this committee was formed that I would get one person uh, to a point. Mm. And I said, all right, well, I mean, I wish, you know, we could, I could be more involved, but I'll, I'll take it. I understand that's, you know, that's what y'all decided. It's it largely is an Atlanta project and was out of the hands of the commissioners in terms of land use and zoning. And so um, I appointed Lily Ponitz, who uh, is a, a Southwest DeKalb resident who has expertise in environmental engineering. And I thought, oh, this is perfect because when yeah. you, and if you've ever if you've ever gone to like zoning meetings or community council meetings in DeKalb, you know, you have developers and engineers who will say a lot of things. Right. And of course, they're saying these things because they want you to approve their project. Sure. And, and I always believe that citizen accountability and transparency and in these oversight committees, you know, they actually need to have, you know, people, um, you know, who can go toe to toe with the experts um, and, you know, have that that second opinion, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just not don't take everything, you know, for what is presented. And so I think what ended up happening is because Miss um, Ponitz was, you know, a, an expert in her own right, you know, she pointed out to me early on in the process that there were, you know, several aspects of the environmental review. Otherwise, they, they, they call it, the, you know, the phase one and phase two, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, environmental assessments, um, that what had been done uh, was only truly a phase one, mm. um, whereas a phase two is a much more in-depth um, analysis, you know, more soil samples, you know, a, a deeper review, if you will. Mm. And so that, that was kind of, you know, her, that was like, her opinion. That was her point of view, and and I agreed with it. And I, and I think what happened is, I think you know, the, the powers to be saw that as somewhat of a dissenting voice. Of course. And in, in a in a in a situation where, quite frankly, the decision had already been made, Ron. Yeah. And so I don't think anyone that you know that wanted this thing to happen. I don't think they were looking for anyone to dissent. And. You know, that's, well, especially especially from a learned that. position. I mean, again, she's an environmental engineer. She was going to cause trouble. Uh, you know, let, let's be honest. You talk about sitting in on these developmental meetings and the developers come in with their own people. I, I call it junk science. You know, fossil fuel industry hires junk scientists who peddle junk science. And it's no different in the developmental industry as well. So when you have somebody sitting on, a, on an advisory board from a not-for-profit point of view, yeah, she's going to cause problems. Yeah, that's exactly right. And look, you're 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 right. I mean, you, you, it's sort of a battle of experts, mm -hmm. right? You have lawyers who will argue their their side of things. You have environmental engineers that will say, "Well, in our opinion, we think this was necessary. This wasn't necessary." So you know, all that is fine and good. And you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, if if Lily uh, Miss Miss Ponitz had just been 
a one vote against, <laughs> you know, everyone else, you know, like the system would have worked, right? It's okay to, you know, sometimes you don't win every vote, right? And that's the idea of the, of the advisory committee is it was supposed to be a process um, to, you know, to be transparent um, and accountable to what the residents wanted. Now, the real rub happened is when they removed her. And, you know, I think a lot of people saw that as, in essence, silencing dissent. Yeah. And I, you know, was really concerned about that. And, you know, they, they informed me, you know, the people from the city of Atlanta said, oh, well, you can, you know, appoint a replacement if you want, <laughs> you know. And so I immediately said, great, I've got a neighbor who lives in the Starlight neighborhood, literally across the street, catty corner from the site development. Um, she, um, her name is Amy, Amy Taylor. She's like, I would love to be on it. This is my neighborhood. I literally live around mm. the corner. I want to be at the table mm. as an official member instead of just sort of someone who watches from the sidelines. I want to be a voting member. I said, great, Amy. I'm so glad you volunteered. Like, thank you so much. It's so hard, uh, Ron, to get people to volunteer for yeah. citizen boards. Right. So let me just yeah. tell you how hard it is. So when, you find someone, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when you find someone who's enthusiastic about it, you're like, yes, thank you. And, and to this day, Ms. Taylor still has not been appointed in my um, in the District Six um, slot on the um, the Citizen Advisory Committee, and and so the press conference yesterday invoked the Citizen Advisory Committee, mm -hmm. invoked all these great things that had come out of that, and of course I was in the background off off camera listening to all this for the first time and was thinking, well, that's not exactly accurate. It's probably a good thing I you weren't on something. camera, honestly, because I mean, did you have a poker face? Were you able to keep a poker face? <laughs> Well, you know, look, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying very hard to be diplomatic and, <laughs> you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that DeKalb and Atlanta officials work on together yeah. um, that, you know, I mean, I'm not there to try to like make anyone look bad or mm -hmm. anything. And so I wasn't there to like, you know, interrupt the press conference or, you know, cause a scene. Um, but because I just literally was informed that this was happening and I, I knew nothing about what was being signed or advanced, you know, I felt it was responsible for me just to be there if reporters, journalists wanted to just basically, you know, get my side of the story, so right. to speak, um, and just my perspective on things. And so, you know, that's a long way of saying I think that there was a lot of missteps along the way mm. from the initial announcement saying how great this idea is. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't you love it? <laughs> to, oh, you're – you got, you got someone who's you know kind of complaining and making us look bad. Let's get rid of her, and then everyone else will be hunky dory, you know, thumbs up. And meanwhile, you know, some of these issues that continue to persist, whether it's with stormwater engineering, whether it's with you know the true you know remediation and the true plan to restore and protect the larger South River Forest, um, you know, some of the other environmental uh, desires and aspirations. You know, they weren't actually um, they weren't actually articulated mm -hmm. um, in that MOU. It was a lot of, you know, where feasible, you know, will attempt to. It was a lot of nebulous language. Yeah, yeah a lot of gray area. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just an opportunity for politicians to say, oh, well, we tried, but it wasn't feasible. Yeah. And so we, we didn't do it. <laughs> we're, we're on with uh, DeKalb Commissioner Ted Terry representing Southwest DeKalb, the area in particular that the uh, Atlanta Police Training Facility or, or Cop City would be developed. Um, is, is there – I've opined about this for a couple of days now. I just don't feel like there is a middle ground that will make everybody at least 60% happy. Do you? You know, my uh, initial compromise going back two years uh, was that instead of building just this massive facility with all of these bells and whistles, 
um, is to just start with, you know, in essence, the, the low intense version of that site. And that would be to build some, some office buildings, you know, basically like an office park, mm. be a lower footprint. It wouldn't be noisy. It wouldn't have all this burn tower and firing ranges. It would just be a place for classrooms and tests and, you know, for, you know, the, the operations of what they say they want to do to take place. Mm. Um, and to me, that seemed like a reasonable approach because, you know, this, and I'm approaching it from a land use perspective. I mean, this area is actually zoned residential, mm. um, even though the city of Atlanta owns it. And so, you know, in, in any other major development case, going from a residential use to a high intense industrial use um, is quite a leap. Um, but going from a residential to a, a light industrial or a light office footprint is a more reasonable mm -hmm. um, transition, mm -hmm. right? And so I think, you know, the argument was, well, you know, do you really need all of these things? Um, why not just start with sort of the administrative, the classroom, some of the aspects of the training that is, you know, I think warranted and justified in what the, the training um, facilities are, are looking for. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think, you know, I, they, I, they, the, the, what continues to come up is that they already decided they were going to do this yeah. before they asked anyone if they wanted it. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that really kind of speaks to just the problem. This is just sort of a, a symptom in a lot of local governments, I think, that I've noticed these days is that, you know, they, they feign public, you know, interest and they feign community involvement. But when it comes to the seminal decision of to do something in this area, that was already decided. It was decided for us. And at this point, a lot of the neighbors sort of said, well, it looks like we have no other choice, so we might as well be a part of this advisory committee because maybe we'll make it a little bit better. And to a certain extent, the plan changed. It got better based on the neighbor's feedback. So I think aspects of the Citizen Advisory Committee were very successful, mm -hmm. and I appreciate a lot of the residents because they're my constituents. And they told me, they're like, you know, we're not thrilled about this, but we're okay with it, and we want to see these things. So in that regard, it's good. Um, and the larger context of community engagement and transparency, um, it's just not a good practice to sort of already have the plan cooked up behind the scenes mm. and then just say, look at this great thing that we came up with. Don't you love it? Also, it seemed like there was a lot of lack of details. I mean, where were the new renderings? Where, where's the new, where's the new footprint? Where's, uh, you know, the details, where's the, uh, inelasticity of those plans that would, I think have folks who are arguing against this development at least believe to know that there's no elasticity to expansion down the road. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. And um, I, you know, the LDP apparently was approved yesterday by the planning department of the cab, and I've asked the planning department to share what was approved, and so I haven't gotten that yet, but hopefully we'll get wow. that. Wow, still, oh my gosh. All right. Well, uh, so it, it seems to me like between all these uh, development authorities and planning boards and the court case, th th we're probably still, I mean, what, a year, maybe more before a shovel of dirt gets moved. Yeah, it's unclear um, sort of what the, the next steps are. Um, you know, I'm, I'm aware that in our administrative code, there is um, a way to appeal. Mm. land disturbance permits. And so that's something that I'm actively uh, considering uh, right now. Um, that you, only, you have a 15 day window. So the clock started yesterday, Ron. All right. So stay, stay, stay tuned. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. Uh, and I want to thank you for giving me a, a little bit of your time today. I know you're, uh, you're wrapping up the day and ready to head home. So I appreciate that. Ted Terry, uh, commissioner from DeKalb County, representing the Southwest portion of DeKalb County that, uh, 
the Atlanta Police Training Facility, a.k.a. Cop City, would reside were it to ever wind up there. Ted, I thank you for the time, my friend. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate it. And as he pledges to keep us informed, we pledge to do the same. More Ron Show on America One Radio after this.